So this one is the, actually the second part of a message I, I spoke of recently, which are the two spiritual disciplines that I, be, that I believe we need. The first spiritual discipline is prayer, which I, I spoke on in May. And those points were be, pray persistently, pray passionately. Let me say, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Pray persistently, pray passionately, and so just those, and selflessly. So those are the areas of prayer that we need in our lives. But this week, we're going to talk about the reasons to be in God's Word. Why do we think it's important to be in God's Word? Because, I would say because if we don't be in God's word, we're not going to be a growing Christian. I talked about in my prayer, pray, prayer message that if we're not praying, we're not going to be a growing Christian. And I'll go more into that about the message and the message. But my, fir my first statement really is reading the Bible shows us God's character. And it helps us to get the answers that we need. So... So when we read, so when we, if we don't read God's word, we're not truly going to know about God's characteristics or about his attributes. We learn about his attributes and his characteristics. His characteristics like grace, love, mercy, even the hard ones, justice, wrath. But we learn about the different attributes and the different characters of God. And in Hebrews, uh, the verse I wanted to go to was Hebrews 1, 1 through 3. In, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and various ways. But in these, in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also made the universe. So we see, we see there, we see there where he spoke through in the Old Testament. He spoke through the prophets, and then we know Christ from Jeff's message. We know Christ was the prophet, priest, and king. So, so, and then he spoke to us through Christ, and now he sent us the Holy Spirit to help us study God's word. So, and that's really the Trinity, and I can go more into that at a later time. If you guys have questions, I'd be glad to answer, but. And then, the, and then my second point is to read the Bible helps us to imitate Christ, to imitate God. Paul even says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And, and in Ephesians 5, 1, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. So he's telling us to imitate him as beloved children. Because he looks at us as his children if we know him as our personal savior. The third statement would, reading the Bible helps us discover our next step. In Psalms 119.105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path so it kind of directs our footsteps where we're supposed to walk next like if we're not reading the bible it'd be easy for us to fall and start walking backwards 
But, I mean, when I'm not reading the Bible, I'm struggling. I might be walking in sin if I'm not in God's Word or not in prayer. So, that's the thing. That's why, that's why ultimately, why it's important for us to be in God's Word. And I... And there are two paths. Um, in Matthew 7, 13, and 14, it talks about the broad path and the narrow path. I'm not going to read the scripture, but the narrow, the broad path leads to destruction. The narrow path is the path we would take, is that narrow gate is the gate we would take to heaven. So as we read God's word, study his word, we'll, we see those narrow paths, the path we should walk, and the broad path that we shouldn't walk. It'd be very easy for us to walk the broad path, but we, we should be walking the narrow path, which isn't an easy path to walk because it's not easy to be Christ-like. That's a hard thing to do. And then reading the Bible keeps us from sin. Just like prayer. If, we, if we're not truly in our relationship with God, which is reading the Bible, being in prayer, if we're not in our relationship with God, it's not going to keep us from sin. We're going to fall. It'd be very easy for Jeff to not read his Bible and say, I don't have time. I give excuses, and I don't have time to read my Bible. We like to make excuses why we don't read our Bible. Maybe it's not interesting. I always said, I, I, had, I struggled reading the Bible, but why I, why I have a desire to read, it, read the Bible is because I fell in love with Jesus, and it made me want to read the Bible. Because in school, I had a reading comprehension problem because I was in special education. But God gave me the desire to be in his word. So, and then you see it in Psalms 19, 11. Or I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So as long as you store it up. So another reason we need to read the Bible is to meditate or to, to memorize scriptures. Because Jesus, when he was at the temptation with Satan, what did he do? He quoted scriptures. Scriptures is so important to know because it'll help us when we're being attacked by Satan. Because Satan wants to attack us when we're doing stuff for Christ. Because if we're not doing stuff for Christ, he's not going to attack us. But if we're working for Christ, he's going to attack us. So, and then in Psalms, Psalms 1-2, two, Meditate on his law day and night. So if we're not, if we're, if we're struck, we should be studying his word, meditating on it. So we should be reading it, and it'll help us not to fall into sin. And if we don't, we'll have this problem. 1 John 2.15. Do not love the world or anything in the world of, or the love of the Father is not in you. So if you're not reading God's word, you're going to start loving the world and the desires of the world. And if you're not praying, you're going to 
you're going to want the desires of the world, but we should want the desires of God because he calls us to be holy as he was holy. And then, and my next point would be, reading the Bible helps renew our minds so we can know God's will. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by the testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is his good and acceptable and perfect will. So if we're being, if we're conforming, we're not going to be doing the will of God. Just like I said, that's the, that confirmation is the will. Jeff's talked about formation a lot with me. What does formation look like? Are we being transformed or are we being conformed? We need, we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. That means we're being transformed through prayer and his word. So if we're reading his word, it's going to help trans, transform us. And so if we see that transformation happening, we're going to see the word of God start to work in us and start to show others that don't know Christ. We're gonna, they're going to see a difference from us. But if we don't, they're not going to see a difference. And it's going to help us to know the will of God. So, and I also said Psalms 1, 2 here, so, which I meant for this verse, this one, but like I said, meditate on its word, med meditate on his law day and night. So, delight in it, meditate in it. So, and then in verse 6, reading the Bible allows us to receive the desires of our heart as long as they follow God's desires. So, if our desires match with God's desires, this is the passage of the true vine, the vine and the branches, John 15. And so, if, if our desires match God's desires, our, we will have our desires. But if they don't match God's desires, so if we're reading God's word, it'll help our desires to match his desires. If we don't, it won't. Because in John 15, 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done, to, done for you. But the key word there is if you abide in me. If you let it live, if you let the word live in us and amongst us. So it has to abide in us. If it doesn't abide in us, then there's a problem. But the word has to abide in us. Because we know Jesus is the word from John 1, 1. John 1, 1. He says, I am the word, and the word was, was with me. And the word is, is, is him. So... And that wasn't a scripture I had in my notes, but I'm just going with it. So, And then re 
And then reading the Bible is how we learn about the gospel. If we don't, if we don't read the Bible or we haven't heard it preached, we might never know what the gospel says. And I always say we need to preach the gospel to ourselves daily. So reading the gospel helps us to preach the gospel to ourselves daily. If we don't, if we don't read the Bible or preach the gospel to ourselves daily, then we can't really witness and tell the gospel to other people. And, may, and sometimes that's just your testimony. But when you memorize God's word, it helps you. It, it's easier for you to tell the gospel to other people because God's word says it will never return void. Because the Bible never returns void. It always gives the answers. So, reading the Bible allow, or I already went over that one, sorry. And verse 539. Okay, never mind. Okay, there it is. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness about me. So we search the scriptures because it bears witness about, about us. It bears witness about Christ. Yet you refuse to become to me, come to me, that you may have life. So if we, if we don't read the Bible, we're not going to know the gospel, and we're not going to be able to witness, but it's, it's also going to help us in our witness to other people, to the unsaved. Just like living our lives as Christians will help us be a good witness. Because we have to live differently. We can't just live just like them. Like me and Jeff have to live differently when we're out and about, in the, about, out and about around people. Alan has to live differently than other people. I have to live differently among other people. I can't live just like everybody else. Because it would be very easy to live in the flesh. But it, but it would be very, sometimes it's very hard to be that Christian person that shouldn't live in the flesh. It'd be very easy to get into idolatry, adultery, and different things. I can go on and on and on about different sins that we can get into. Murder, stealing. It'd be very easy to get into all that stuff. Doing drugs, whatever. But... We should, be di we should be different. We should want no nothing to do with those type of things. Not saying we can't, we can't witness to those type of people that struggle with those areas because we're called to be witnesses. So reading the Bible gives us courage in the walk with Christ. So it helps us to be courageous, helps give us boldness. And Joshua 1, 7, he, he says, only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law of Moses. My servant, commander, you do not turn from the right hand or the left hand, that you may have good success wherever you go. The book of the law, which is the Bible, which it was considered the law at that time because the first five books were the Pentateuch, which was the law, shall not depart from your mouth. 
So he says, have them on your mouth. So have the word, know the word, so you're ready. But you shall meditate. And meditate doesn't just mean, it means studying it throughout the day. God calls us to study his word. On it day and night. So not just the beginning of the day, but think on it throughout the day. You might read a scripture, but think on it throughout the day. Not just, okay, I might read 15 minutes, and then, but that doesn't mean I can't think about that scripture the rest of the day. So do that. You may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. And have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened, and do, uh, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So if we're in the Word, we know the Lord is with us wherever we go. And that's what he's telling Joshua. And, that, and, that, and Joshua was a godly person who listened to the Lord. And so he knew that he, he needed to do what the Lord said, be obedient to what the Lord said. And that's why it was important to read the Bible. And then reading the Bible helps us be fruitful. It help, so it helps us to be fruitful. It gives us reasons to help us to do what we're supposed to do. Again, but this delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law meditates on it day and night. Ver, verse 3. He is like a stream planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit. In its seasons and in its leaves does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. So if we're in God's word, we're not going to wither. We're going to be planted up and be fruitful. It's like the Bible talks about good, good fruit or bad fruit. Or you being fruitful or you not being fruitful. It tells you who's saved and who, who knows Christ and who doesn't know Christ. If you're fruitful or you're not fruitful. So it says here, if we're in God's word or if we're in prayer, we're going we're gonna to be fruitful and we're not going to wither. Like we're not going to fall away. Or it's like, or either it was, either it's put this way. Either you knew me or you never knew me. Because Jesus might, Jesus could say that to a lot of us when we get to heaven. We said, we do all these things in your name. And Christ is like, but I never knew you. Because we never took the time to get to know Christ. And that's part of the thing about being in God's word. When you're in God's word, you're taking the time to get to know Christ. If you're not in the Bible, you're not taking time to get to know Christ. It's easy to say, I don't have time for all this Christian stuff to do, but it's just like, if we're, but he calls us to get, put in the time to get to know Christ. And then reading the Bible helps us 
draw near to God. So if we read the Bible, we're going to want to draw near to him. So if we don't read the Bible, we're not going to want to draw near to him. Christ calls us to draw near to him, just like he calls us to be holy, just like he calls us to be witnesses. We're called to draw near to him through his word. Satan comes like a prowling lion looking who he can devour. So he's, he's like, he tries to not get us to not be in God's word because he's coming like that prowling lion trying to make us make up excuses not to do these things. And so, in Hebrews 10, 22, it says, Let us draw near with a true, true heart and full assurance of faith. So, right there, draw near with a true heart. Do we have a true heart? It's just a question. Do we have a true heart that's actually seeking out God with full assurance of faith? God gives us full assurance if we know him because he says, if you, if, if you can't take him out of my hand nor the Father's hand. So if we truly have faith in him, you, Satan can't take him out of my hand nor the Father's hand. With our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. So it's going to make, want to make us pure. It's going to want to wash us with pure, heart, pure water. James 4, 8, 8 says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So again, draw near to me. Do these spiritual disciplines. Even the spiritual gifts that are mentioned later in the scriptures when you read the spiritual gifts, like teaching, preaching, what a, and some of the other ones. <coughs> Faith. And so draw near to him. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. So he's telling us to cleanse our hands because we are sinners. He wants to purify our hearts. He calls us double-minded. It's like when he mentions the Bible's the sword, sharper than anything. It's double-edged, can cut through marrow. Can't remember the text for that one, but Alan, do you know the text I'm talking about? You can okay, I was just wondering. But it's like it cuts through marrow, cuts through anything. It's double-edged. So it's gonna cut through those things that shouldn't be in our life. So, basically, I'm just saying we need to be in God's Word because it's going to help us to grow in our relationship with God. If we don't, if we're not in God's Word, if we're not in, in prayer, we're going to struggle in our relationship with God. We're not, it's going to be, it's going to be a rough, it's going to be a rough time in our relationship with God. It's, it's easy to not... To not grow in our relationship. Because if we just stop reading the Bible and stop praying, we're not going to grow in our relationship. But if we read our Bible and we pray and we do those other things, witness, and just do all these different things that we've talked about, even things that Jeff talked about when he talked about the three sermons he talked about, 
we're going to grow and get to know God. And that's the key. We have, to, we have to take the time to put in the time to get to know God. I don't care if it's 15 minutes, if it's an hour, if it's three. Some people put in three hours. Jason told me of a pastor friend of his. He watched a college football game. Right, Jason? And he would put in the same amount of time that day in his relationship with God. Think about how long a college football game is. Or an NBA game. Or a college basketball game. If you put the same exact amount of time that you put into that, that you put into your relationship with God, could you imagine what God's going to do through you? That's the thing. So that would be like three and a half hours, four hours to watch a college football game. So he would spend three and a half, four hours. I can't say I could do that. I mean, that would be a struggle for me. A lot of you, it would probably be a struggle for, I don't know. But it would, be a, it would definitely be a struggle for me. But, I mean, it would be amazing what we could see God do if we put half the time that we put into the world like making things idle. Like if we were to watch the Olympics. Think about how much time you might put in watching the Olympics. I'm a big fan of the Olympics. I thought about talking about running the race, but Jason kind of stole some of my material last Sunday. So, well, but, but if we thought about that, if we put that same kind of time in reading the Bible that week. But I'm just saying, sometimes we just put, we just need to put in... 10, 15, 20 minutes, but that doesn't mean we can't stop thinking about it during the day. So, basically, my point is, we need to be in God's Word. We need to be in prayer, because they're two of our main spiritual disciplines that God's going to use, and He's going to help us with. So, Jason, you said you had something, uh, or close? Yeah, no. Say a word. 
Love you guys. Have a great week.